Welcome back to our next episode of the Dog on Truth about Rescue with Always and Forever. We literally just found out it is our 20th episode uh, that we are publishing. And so we it's going to be a fun, probably unhinged episode. We're also live on Facebook. And we have our famous, most routine guest in the house, Jennifer Dolsky, along with Miranda. You need a better introduce, introduction than that. Introduce Miranda. I will. She's one of our, I think, honestly, probably our first round of volunteers. So from 2018, she showed up when we had absolutely no idea what we were doing. And I I love that um, we kind of learned and and grew and evolved together. So she's watched us go from 19 dogs of chaos and madness of free-for-all and the learning dog behavior and watching the evolution of how the movement and the love of the little red barn has grown. And and that was one of the questions I was literally going to ask you when you, you popped this up. I think you just shared some statistics that we're in six different continents. We've had 7,000 downloads, and we've got a whole audience of people across the world listening. Would you ever, ever have imagined that what we started with would be where we are today? No. Excellent, excellent <laughs> response. So, whereas I can go on very long-winded questions or answers, apparently I need to do better on open-ended questions. Yeah, so I will leave no, and I really, I just joined us, um, joined Always and Forever because I wanted to do, adopt another dog. And I knew if I could get my husband through the door of a shelter, then uh, I would get that. And so I did, and then I did again, and then I did again. And I think we're capped out at five dogs now. But um, no, our family's evolved as Always and Forever has evolved too. And our whole lifestyle revolves around Always and Forever now. And we've grown with Always and Forever. Can you go into a little bit more detail about the roles that you've had and then what you currently are doing with Always and Forever? Yeah, so uh, when well, when I first reached out, it was my birthday and I just wanted to come see some dogs. And so I did what a lot of people still do to this day is they reach out and they just want to swing by and see dogs, which is not really how we operate because we have such a unique setup um, in our little red barn and even our little gray barn in Oswatomi. We're all set up very special. So um I was told to come to an orientation, and I did, and that same day, I was told that they needed people to come in and start feeding the dogs dinner, because we didn't have anyone to regularly do that. <laughs> so bad. And if you wanted a dog, you're going to feed these ones first. Okay, no, it's like literally just throw anyone into the deep end and say, go. And she did, and she stayed through all the madness. I will never forget the one night in the rain, and I swear to God, you were just crying, and it was just awful. And because we've all had those moments of, like, breakdown, because it's over overwhelming and it's so much work and I actually remember whenever I would see a car pull up in the barn I would cry because it meant that I didn't have to go over there and do it because we were so so small at the beginning and you had to literally it was like me and Miranda and Vicky and Stephanie and, and so many and Judy and Jane Jane and I have worn every single hat in this rescue and it's people I, I shared this on how to start your rescue series it's there's no plan B. <laughs> it's, this is it. You're going all in, and you find the people that you will cry out in the rain with and tough it out. And that's actually when we shifted, I think, and started hiring people because we had because we realized the level of commitment and involvement and the work that comes with that. So um, we are blessed, and thank you for riding this incredible 
truly incredible journey with us. Let's talk about the journey. There's some big news coming up this Saturday, correct? Well, this Friday, Friday. we close on purchasing the pound from the city of Osawatomie. And um, for anyone that has rode this path with us, what a, what a beautiful... Uh, process it has been to work with a city that you know we all kind of we know um, Miami County kind of gave us the boot and said they don't want us to put a kennel on our own 40 acres through our CUP and Osawatomie welcomed us in and said you know we we trust you we're going to trust you with our animals and such such an amazing relationship because everything is relationships right that is that is really what it is and what you put out comes back to you I know I'm a broken record when I say that but um, the city has welcomed us and they've they if it wasn't for them we could not have saved all the animals that have come in there. So Friday, we close on the pound. We are going to have Saturday is pups giving. And then Sunday, we're doing yoga at the pound. And it's no longer going to be the pound. It's always it's going to be always and forever Osawatomie shelter. And it only took me four and a half years to learn how to say Osawatomie properly. It is not Osawatomie. You had us saying it wrong on this podcast for the whole first season until we brought the, them in. And they stared at us. And they're like, what did you say? We're like, no it's not so I never knew what to say so I would say Oz because it's the land of Oz so you just say you know what that's like when you don't know someone's name and so you avoid saying their name over and over and just say you but it's past the point of saying what is your name even though we're friends 98% of the people in your life was you (laughs) as volunteer coordinator it's my job to know everyone's names and i don't i try my best you guys okay but we know their dogs we know their we know they're like aggie's mom or something like that yes poor annette she's a wonderful foster and every time she walks up i'm like jeff so great to see you and they're like oh and annette too yes I want to know more about what's going to happen to Always and Forever Osawatomie Shelter now. Um, yeah, so so what we were planning to do on our homestead is to build um, a big red barn and to have a shelter there. And that dream is still there. You know, we've invested in that dream. It doesn't matter that we weren't approved the first time. A- anything worth doing is going to take a fight. It, nothing, anything that comes easy. Um, but we're going to put a beautiful big red barn out there and it's going to be set up with suites and cuddle rooms. And we're going to kick our capital campaign off starting next week. And so Monday, every single day starting next Next week, um, I'm going to go out there. We're going to have volunteers out there. We're going to do good morning videos, good night videos, and show people why it is so incredibly important to invest in a new shelter for these animals that while they're surrounded by love, like they deserve a better physical environment because you can put so much love and energy in there, but it's been too long. It's time for a refresh. It's time for a new beginning. So many questions. First one, so... Do you have to tear down the current location to put up the new location and where are the animals going to go in the meantime? A phenomenal question. No, because where are we going to put these dogs and cats? So we are going to, we had to replace the kennels. So it cost us about um, $56,000, something like that, to put in new kennels. These kennels were rusted. They were dangerous for the animals, dangerous for people. And so we had to invest in that. So there's going to be a period of two, three days where we will have animals displaced. But what we're going to do, too, is we're going to we're going to epoxy the floor. We're going to drywall the um, 
some sides and we're going to make this as nice of a possible little shelter until we can get our new building up so that we always have a place for our animals so we will be looking for temporary fosters the couple days in december i think the second week of december something like that and then for building the new one is it the same process of what you just had to go through with the hearings and approvals no. and everything else no thank god because there is already a kennel there okay. so we don't need to go through the conditional use promise process i will share an ancillary story on our conditional use pro um, permit and i know some people will say and you asked this question before how do you justify donors money going into all the expenses that were put in the cup well number one i will say primarily it was mine too so i don't ask people to put in anything that i'm not willing to do and so it was self-funded on a, a significant portion of what i put into that did we come away with the outcome we wanted hell no we didn't i wanted it approved i wanted 20 million dollars somebody to see that and i wanted eight barns up and to fill it with a puppy barn and a senior barn and a cat barn and the little barn for miranda to run so she doesn't get divorced and take a million dogs home <laughs> so and, and you know you want these things and i want judy to stop driving everywhere and sarah too and i want golf carts going around it and you know one of our, our lovely little neighbors called it dog disneyland monstrosity but you know what to, to some other people's some people's dream or other people's nightmare and it's finding a balance and finding what works for the community and every single penny that was invested into going to this conditional use permit was part of our journey and in the ancillary story of this is that one of our very good rescue partner friends regina she runs regina's rescue she was going through a very similar cup process where she was fighting a disgruntled neighbor who kept calling the state and kept reporting her and she was she had gone to three conditional use permit hearings and she was at her final one and she just said you know hey who can come to support and i happened to go with a friend and um so beth and i were sitting there and i said you know what just go let's go live and let's you know bring we did it live on volunteers to, so that people could see because you want that support you want to help people who are doing good and i think they started the hearing and it was it was going south we felt the vibe of the staff and you know there was this opposition there there was an attorney there speaking against her and they asked regina do you have an attorney here and she said no i didn't need one and um i just I literally just raised my hand and walked up. I said, Regina, I'll be your attorney if you want. And so, okay, number one, I am in sweats. That's also the, not the law that you do, Jen, is no, it? Okay. No, 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 no. This is not the law that I do. No, number two, I don't like speaking in public, really, even though I, I speak nonstop yeah. about this. But number three... I stood in front of a planning committee. I, I argued and articulated, and I, understand, I understood the golden criteria and the basis of a case to present that you have the right to have a kennel if it's through a conditional use permit. So um, I was in, I looked like a bum. I literally looked like a bum. It was late at night. <laughs> I was so tired. And I went there, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'll do it. And so I just, I just walked up there, and I didn't know anything about her background of it, but I knew what the law permitted, and I knew what it was, and I knew what a good rescue she was in her heart and the things that she has done to save so many animals. And without her, the Lynn County animals would have literally no one. The good that she does um, 
it ha- somebody has to fight for the underdog in that and not a man who has tons of money and hires an attorney who speaks up there and says very false things that aren't backed by anything. So um, I stood up there and... Like how many pounds of poop dogs do a day? Okay, so the poop <laughs> I'm stuff... Sorry, I just had to say. I, I will say the poop stuff came up, but in different context. <laughs> so, you know, if, if that's it, I go, okay, you know, you, we were strategizing there. And the funny part is I spoke and then we went and sat back down and then this, this very kind of angry looking woman stood up and spoke and... Um, the the person sitting next to Regina went to the restroom, and I just walked up and stole his seat so that we could strategize. And I was like, I'm just going to steal his seat. Didn't even ask. This is very much not like me. So we were strategizing, and then we went and we did a rebuttal. And she won, and she got her conditional use permit approved. And because of that, because of our journey, I never could have stood up there with her for her and advocated for her so regardless of if we lost we helped someone else win and that's a win for the animals it's a win for the community and i spoke on behalf of a beautiful person and a friend that needed someone to speak up and i couldn't be more proud of her and if that's what it meant for us to lose um every single penny of that was so worth it because those animals have somewhere to be right now and her dream to have one barn, her animals can come inside now. Her animals were outside before she had shelter, so they're building their barn. And, and when your dream influences, inspires, and somehow helps someone else's dream, I mean, what a beautiful process. And you have to trust that our time will come. I didn't know that story before. When did this happen? Um, this happened like the week after we lost yeah. ours. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was such a good high, and, and life has such beautiful blessings all across the way. And when we hit our lowest of lows, we can talk about which uh, it's a horrific, yeah, horrendous situation there. Um, but there are blessings, and there are moments of just sheer gratitude and joy to be able to do what we do even if it's not at the level that we want to even when we endure the heartache um you have to take that step back and say this is we are all part of a bigger picture there's a bigger plan the fact that we have like 40 different states and countries all at once that you guys have randomly joined us for a podcast um it's a beautiful connection of love and that's that's what it is And, and you see people that don't want rescues in shelters. People fight change no matter what you do. It doesn't matter. People fight change internally, externally, shelters, cities. The amount of drama in rescue and animal advocacy, it's its horrible and it's sad. But what you focus on is, you know, where your energy goes. Um, what was that? What is that? I love that thing. Attention goes where your energy flows. That's so, a new one. Yeah, so I love that one. So um, it, it, it's just, it's, I say it all the time, it's just you, what you put out comes back to you. Where your attention goes, energy flows. So if you're focusing on the pain, if you're focusing on sadness, where that's where you're putting your energy. And it's going to come back. Did you think of that yourself or you read that somewhere? Absolutely did not think okay. of that myself. Here, here's the thing, and this is why I say this on the, the How to Start a Rescue. I don't have original thoughts. I mean, think about all, there's 8 billion people in this world. Somebody, you, you are truly unique. There is no other Miranda. There is no other Sheila. 
Sorry, I, there's no other side. I talk with my hands. I am part Italian. I'm going to sit on my hands. Um, but what you have is, is unique to offer. My hands are moving down here. So um, you have something unique and beautiful to offer, but we are all connected. And that's, that's the whole thing. You hear something, you hear something good and it inspires you, share it, share it. Somebody out there might not have heard it. And if you have something, if you have an idea, share it with us. That's why when you ride these waves of crying, in the rain <laughs> through us. Is that she, all I'm here for? <laughs> no, yes. No, because that was such a profound moment because I thought anybody else would have walked away. Anybody else would have walked away with that overwhelming night of you had no one else that night. I, I remember going out there, I think it was nine o'clock to help you because I just saw oh, you were yeah. alone. It was so late. And yeah. moments like that define you and, and you just know if you're all in or not. Even if you don't want them to define you, Miranda. No, it was such a good, it was a, it was a really touching, inspiring moment that nobody else knew. But I remember that. Like, I remember that night and thinking, this is not okay. I can't leave one person out there at night ever alone. You know, it, it, we're, we become a family in a lot of different ways. That's very true. I'm, so I said that right before you got her. I'm her family. You are. Miranda, what is new in your world with Always and Forever? Well, my most recent hat lately has been adoption event coordinating. I just kind of fell into it almost two years ago now, I think. Um, No one was doing it, and so I started taking it on. And um, this summer, so we're working on our reviving our email newsletter, and uh, we were pulling stats for it. And I realized that last month in October, we did 11 adoption events. Um, which is we usually do like one or two a month, but um, I have this really hard time of saying no, which is why I do everything I do for always and forever now anyways. But um, we get requests from all over the city. People want our dogs out there. They want our cats too, um, but we they, they want us out there. They want us to be at their events. They want us to be at their businesses, and I have trouble saying no. And so in October, we did all sorts of Halloween events, um, craft fairs and costume things and even just going to businesses um that just want to collect donations for us and help help um we kind of help each other i think a lot of times uh, these adoption events people reach out because they think their staff or maybe just the person reaching out that works there was interested in adopting and so we kind of bring all our dogs out on parade for them and then um it's usually the staff that really get into the adoption events and seem to be the most interested like we went to um legends honda and legends toyota last weekend i think or two weekends ago um which everyone thought was crazy because there's much closer car dealerships, but they're the ones that asked us. They're the ones that wanted us there. So we went out there and we split the dogs into the two locations. And I think the staff probably put in a couple applications that day because they were just loving all the puppies and all the dogs that we brought out. Um, But that's about it. It's kind of slowing down now that winter's here. A lot of the places just have us out front on the sidewalk. And so it's a little harder to find places that are indoors, but, um, We've got a couple things coming up with the holiday season. We're kind of shifting more towards fundraising because lots of people are doing donation drives for us, and we're trying to put out um, all sorts of different things that people can buy as gifts for other people, um, like for Christmas and the holidays. So we have like a holiday gift set where you can like symbolically adopt uh, one of our dogs or cats, and you get a little stuffed animal and a certificate. We did that last year, and again, not an original idea. I stole that from like the wait, uh, World <laughs> Wildlife whatever whatever the panda rescue is <laughs> so 
um, you know, we're all in the animal community here with the same goal. And so we just piggyback off each other's ideas. Has that started yet? Because last year I wanted to get my niece one, but they sold out too fast. Yeah, Shelby actually took it over this year, and she's closing it, like, next week, I think. Yeah, get, get on it. Um, we have all sorts of other things in the shop, too. We have these really cute candles, some with TK on them, um, spices, keychains. It's, it's really an assortment, dog bandanas. So check it out. It does close pretty early this year because we want to get the shipments out before Christmas, whereas I'm usually like shipping things the week of Christmas. So kudos to Shelby for being more on top of things than the rest of us. Um, But yeah, and get your shopping in now. Going back, I had a few questions on the adoption. Typically, how many dogs do you take per event? Well, just you by yourself. No, I'm at the mercy of all our volunteers (laughs) and fosters who are so amazing. I've got a good crew going. Um, that I can pretty much count on, you know, Hannah, Cindy, oh my god, I'm gonna leave people out now, but (laughs) Jackie, (laughs) Um, the people that are uh, come out every weekend, like I just put one out right before driving over here, and I already saw Cindy signed up, and Annette, Jeff's mom, foster mom signed up, Um, and so they're always willing to drop everything that they're doing on a Saturday or a Sunday, and come out, and spend two three hours at some random business on the other side of town and um you know sometimes it the timing doesn't work out and it's just me and i drag my husband along and we bring one dog um but you know the past few events i feel like we've had like six to eight to like even ten dogs and it's definitely a balancing act to find ones that all get along with each other and aren't going to try to eat each other or eat the people and the kids that come to meet them and um so we usually have one person with three hands that can kind of manage all that and pass out business cards and if a volunteer needs to go to the bathroom we're there to take over their animal um but that's on a good day we get like eight to ten so if i'm a business listening and want to host an adoption event what is the best way to go about contacting you directly most um, just go through our our general email info at alwaysandforever.love and Sue just sends it to me and then I check our schedule and I make it work. I mean, it's very rare that we're double booked or, um, you know, we, every weekend usually fills up. I, like, again, it's a little slower in the winter. Yeah, things just always seem to fall perfectly into place and the schedule fills up and we get to experience all these different places. That was one thing when I first took on this role, I asked the team of volunteers I said would you guys rather go to one store like Petco every single week um, because you know that's a busy place people are there for pets they obviously love animals or would you rather hop around somewhere different and they're like no let's keep it interesting let's go somewhere different every week and so we do and you know some places are we don't get anybody and like there's no customers that happen to come in that day because um you know I posted out on our social media but we're really relying on the businesses traffic to bring people um And so some businesses just don't have that sort of traffic, but other places can be really busy. We did a couple at like Lowe's this summer in like the heat of like Memorial Day weekend or, and it was very busy and we got lots of people and um, it is interesting, like Legends Honda, we were on the other side of the city and no one knows us down there. And so, but then again, we can do the ones in Spring Hill too and no one will encounter so many people that don't know us. It is shocking how our little community around us 
doesn't really know us. And so um, that's something that we are trying to kind of get into of like direct mailings and go the for pizza it. boxes, the pizza boxes. Yeah, we got to go to local pizza places. Say, and yeah, this morning that I saw it on Instagram, a shelter back in New York from where I live, put the pictures of the pets on the pizza boxes. Everything takes a lot of yeah. work. Name, I mean, that's the whole thing. When you're ready to own a project, just like you guys own this podcast. And I think Miranda left a very important job that she has out. Um, she is our fun coordinator. So we would not have any fun if it wasn't for Miranda. So I feel like that should have been first on the resume. But, you know, priorities are different for everyone. So it, Giving Tuesday is November 28th. So it's the Tuesday following Thanksgiving. Oh, gotcha. So Miranda, me, uh, Megan, Beth, all of our staff are going to go live all day long and we're kind of going to do a telethon kind of thing and we're really going to focus on raising money for the pound for the new shelter that we're going to put there so we're going to invite you in we're going to do behind the scenes stuff last year they did it was a really awesome awesome fun time so it's going to be a day in the life of always and forever and please take that tuesday um and get to know us i I say this all the time and, and that's why i do I have started to put my face on Facebook more because for those who just started following us, my face might be a little more familiar, but for the first five years, nobody knew what I looked like. And they would come to the rescue and they would be like, are you Jen? And he's like, no. Literally nobody knew who I was. And there was a reason behind that because it's not one person that makes a rescue. It is truly everyone, every single person. I I say org charts and titles are stupid. I I really do think they are that. Do they serve a purpose? Absolutely. But everybody has equal importance and none of this happens without all of us, truly. That's really what this is. But when it comes to knowing and, and running a nonprofit, a rescue with a very specific mission, you absolutely have to know who your leadership team is, who your board is, how this is run, because the people behind it are truly, you can't assume that every rescue is good. I mean, that's the very sad part. But Giving Tuesday, guys, your donations are what fund this. We have no grants that federally fund this. You know, we are not that size. Everyone thinks go get grants. You have to be big, big time to get the federal grants. We have amazing donors who give everything they can. And if you can give this Tuesday, no matter what it is, not this Tuesday, this Giving Tuesday, (laughs) November 28th. Thank you for that. Um, We would more than anything love to have your support because you're investing in the care and the love of all of God's animals. I'm so proud of how much you've grown. Me too. No, I know. Just a friend appreciation to. moment. I didn't want yeah. To. When I started last week, when you started that series of how to start your shelter, <laughs> I remember back on our first podcast episode, and you're like, I tell people all the time how to start a shelter, but nobody yeah. listens. Blah, I know. Blah, blah, blah. And now you're doing a whole series with your face and everything. Growth. Growth. Change is life. If you're not willing to grow and change, then you will never be able to achieve great things. And I I don't believe I've achieved great things alone. And that's the whole thing. I have a phenomenal community of support without you guys in 2017. I didn't talk to anyone in 2017. Nobody knew that. We know. Well, I, I think in 2016... I was in such deep grief, I did not speak. And you guys were the first 
two friends I in, invited into my world, and we weren't even that close. I just used I was you for just your Bailey dogs. and Lily's mom. <laughs> you did not know my name. I did not know your for name. the first year. I was Bailey and Lily's mom, <laughs> and that's when I knew when you finally referred to me by my name one time. I'm like, yes, oh, yes, I'm in. So can we just say I don't know how to pronounce your last name still? So and I, it took me a very can you long do size? time. Can Gu- Gulupe, you're close. <laughs> I hey, I give you credit. Gl- oh, okay, yeah. The no, G I never would have pronounced N. N- uh-huh. <laughs> what? Okay, let's just move on. Okay. Um, I feel it's proud of myself for knowing. I-, I know it now. Okay, Wichita. Wichita. Um, well, the good news is we are finalizing our RFP, our request for proposal for the city to um, hire a contractor to come in and take over the care of the animals. Um, the rough news is animals are dying there every day. Um, we are not allowed to tag animals or save their life due to a... A, a kind of a confidentiality freedom of speech issue with Kansas Humane Society where we can't say certain things on a Facebook post or social media that implies that it's a kill shelter or that it is um, the animal has a death sentence coming up. Ultimately, I think now 674 dogs have died this year. It's at around 9.4% of dogs that have been euthanized that have come in the door in 2023 is that 9.4% including the sick and behavioral dogs so I mean that's that's such a good question we can't get they've implied that it doesn't but yet they won't put that in writing to attest that it doesn't so the problem is there is no transparency and that is what we have said non-stop if uh, if you think about the numbers that have come in, 10,000 animals coming in a year, 10,000 dogs, Casey Pratt Project is a very good example of showing that you can be a good, a great shelter run by a rescue, but still have the capacity problems of too many animals coming in. But you have to reach out and involve the community and you cannot hide the truth, no matter how awful it is. People are going to turn their backs no matter what. People are going to judge. They're going to say whatever they want to on Facebook. Let them, but share the truth. Invite people to be part of the solution. Don't hide the problem. Well, isn't it once it's above 10%, then they are labeled a kill shelter? Correct. So aren't they almost yeah. putting like a knife in their own back by yeah. not letting you tag they to are. save the dogs? Then they're going to get over the 10%. Absolutely. I mean, that's the worst part. We are begging to get back in if they just remove that language because we have a staff member that would go in there every day and take videos and promote it because so much of this is just promoting the animal to the public, to other rescues, because the animals that Kansas Humane Society does not want, no one is publicly promoting those animals. But once it hits 10%, then technically with that speed verbiage, they are a kill shelter, so you could use it. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. So yeah, the the worst part of that is is that so many more have to die to get there, and then we can present that case. I did see someone tagged me on a post about I think it was Indi it might have been Indiana or Ohio or maybe California. So basically, I don't know the state, <laughs> but there are there's a set of volunteers that are suing a shelter for a freedom of speech. Um, 
a contract that is excluding them from sharing what's going on behind the scenes in that shelter. Now, I think that has to do with the condition of the shelter and the care. So a little bit different. Um, that I haven't read the case, but I did find it interesting that this is not a unique battle to KHS in Wichita. This is a problem that shelters have across the country where they're trying to silence rescuers from awareness. And that's really what this is. Without social media, without a voice, none of our dogs would be in our barn. We wouldn't even know where to begin. I wouldn't know. Would you know? I mean, how would you know? You don't see them. You know, there's not a, a, a video of them every day on the news. Here's all the dogs that are going to die tonight. Who would want to see that? Literally no one. I mean, the people who watch the news because... Well, the news is so <laughs> depressing. They would probably be. <laughs> yes. But that's, that's reality, and you have to educate people that without rescues... Without all of us, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter if you own your own rescue, you know, if you have a shelter. You can be a part of making a difference in, in just by sharing a Facebook post. Do we have any questions yet on our live feed? No. Oh, oh. Okay. can we talk about something exciting? Of course. Okay. Thank so, you for the uh, that's right. Thank you for the update on Wichita. Okay. Yeah, I was very sad. We're going we're going positive. <laughs> and we're okay. Um, so we you guys are, need to speak louder. Oh, okay. We are working on a new book um, of TK. TK is going to have his own little children's book series. So please um, watch out for that. It's really exciting. It's going to be his adventures with Michaela. So um, and w the very first book is going to be how he came into our care and his very special bond with Michaela so it is geared towards younger kids and what it's going to do is going to help kids um, be educated with respect to reactive dogs with muzzles with not touching dogs that you don't know and respecting body language and it's all about the relationship with Michaela and TK even though he has so many more friends now but uh, that's exciting, and that's that's going to come out hopefully before the end of the year, um, but if not early early January. Sorry, uh, oh. someone is asking if we're doing paw prints this year. Miranda, yeah, they are on the holiday shop. I dropped the link in this live. Uh, I dropped the link in the live <laughs> a few different times, but yeah, we're going to do paw print paintings. Um, Beth, our amazing cat coordinator, has uh, volunteered to do some cat paw print paintings oh. also. So we're going to have dog and cat ones. Um, and we'll try to do some on our Giving Tuesday telethon live video too. But yeah, you can buy them in the shop. And again, the shop is closing soon. So. Don't we want the store to be open longer? I feel like we're going to extend it. We're going to extend it. Shelby, we need to extend the store because our podcast won't be out until okay. next week. So we have to extend the It'll store. It'll be out by this okay. weekend. Yeah, if you go to our Facebook events, it's listed it under there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Before we go there, I have a funny story to share <laughs> because I got to the fundraisers and it's everybody's birthdays fundraisers. So if you don't know, obviously, if you're on Facebook, you know how a week before your birthday, it's like, do you want to do a fundraiser? So is before bed and it popped up and I was like of course always and forever so I select that and the next day my dad calls me like the following morning or I called him on the, either way and he finally is on Facebook and has a smartphone and is learning how to use it and says what what is this what is this fundraiser you've got going on here and I'm like, well, it's for the shelter, always and forever. And he's like, well, it has zero dollars. What is what is going on with this? Why has no one donated to you yet? Do you not have any friends? 
and goes on this whole rant. He's like, I can't have you having zero dollars in this thing. So either way, long story short, he's like, I'm going to mail you a check. He's like, you, I cannot have you having that at zero. And in my head, I'm like, well, Dad, that's still not going to reflect <laughs> on my fundraiser. But yes, I will take your donation. So I am getting a donation via mail and a check from my dad um, that will be on that. But it was just so funny. Literally, the next day, he's like, zero dollars raised? What is this? And I'm like, I'm, I'm on it, Dad. So anyways, my birthday fundraiser, it, it, it's coming. But anyways, <laughs> Sheila's birthday fundraiser, please, I will donate to your birthday fundraiser. It closed, it closed. Oh, I dang think, it. I think it was like 100. All um, right. It was fine. Yeah. It'll be more, just not reflected on there. Yeah. I would like everyone to know that I didn't talk this whole time. I feel very proud of myself. Are you proud of yourself? Um, who is Kendra Scott? Oh, I thought it was a dog mom. Do you not know? She has a store in the plaza. And I only know this because my teenage daughter, she got a necklace from that store. Look at all my jewelry. <laughs> With my Scott. silicone Apple Watch okay, band. So, <laughs> Kendra Scott is a jewelry store like Tiffany's. Oh, super, yes. Super nice. If super, I'm not super mistaken. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they love to invite us out, and this is our second or third time going there. We're going to be there the weekend after Black Friday, so don't fall for their Black Friday sales. Yep. Wait until Sunday, and then your purchase, uh, we get 20% donated back to Always and Forever. So we're going to bring dogs to the store on Sunday, but Sunday and Monday, we'll have a promo code that I'll post on our Facebook and then we get um, donations back. And it's always a very successful adoption event fundraiser. So we need to tell people before Black Friday to stop shopping there and go with Sunday. So. And I also <laughs> need to laugh at this one. The Double Good Popcorn Fundraiser and Jen's post about this fundraiser. Will you I go into detail? I need to know how long did it take you to eat all the popcorn? Well, number one, um, I always, if I do a fundraiser, I always donate to it because once again i'm not gonna ask somebody to donate if i'm not gonna donate so i bought three hundred dollars worth of popcorn last year i bought every kind they had and i ate it all myself i didn't share it with anyone but i will say don't buy any but the shy town chai town chow chow whatever um because i'm from chicago and it was delicious and now i feel though as though i controlled myself because i only spent 180 dollars but i didn't click anonymous on my name so everybody knew what i purchased um but i have no intention of sharing that with anyone this year as well it's so sad though because if you start with one that i think i started with that one pretty early and then it all went downhill so you got to make sure if you get multiple flavors make sure you test them and save the best for last and then give the ones you don't like to other people that's um that's the strategy if anybody was strategizing giving for popcorn well i'm reading Right now, and it says, please note, this is a very short-term sale. Is that already done? It's done, so you've wasted your time on this um, pop-up. But we raised, uh, I think, $2,500, something like that, because 50% of all of the proceeds go to us. So huge thank you to everyone that participated. Oh, to call the popcorn, we can't reopen. Not yet. Nope, nope. <laughs> Shelby. This is why you're here, Miranda. <laughs> to reel us in, because we just sit here and pop off ideas that was not supposed to be upon. But we just sit here... And we're like, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. I feel like we can. Anything is possible. Miranda says no. <laughs> Jen, what else on all of your topics? Because we are at 
42 minutes and we typically like to keep these yeah i mean i think i think we'll wrap an up hour with yes <laughs> no we should reel it in that. um we just wrap up with year-end giving truthfully that's that is what helps fund our rescue for sustainable um the next year so 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 important um and what i would say is give to an organization that you trust and people that you know that the mission is true and where your money is going um, because it's your hard-earned money and and I would never ask someone to give to I would never ask someone to give to something that I personally didn't believe in and give just as much as as everything I have and if I, I know I'm a broken record but the people behind this is the investment that you're making that are making this world a better place because all of God's animals are wonderful. Like the love that they have is incredible, but to have the people that recognize that and to build a community that just fosters kindness and caring and a belief that we can make this world a better place, even if we don't know what the heck we're doing and we figure it out with the ups and downs along the way. Um, just thank you for believing in us on this journey of faith and trial and error and failure and growth and becoming comfortable in the uncomfortable because let me tell you the uncomfortable is scary you know having people in shelter environments with hostile uh, interactions that's tough you know you learn what's important in life and what's important and what you can control is you so uh, approaching every single day with joy Sorry, that was a perfect transition to my thought that I was going to talk about next about control. Um, so when you were talking about giving this season, I know a lot of people spend money on materialistic things. And something I was recently listening to was about saving money and stuff. And I'm going to challenge people this <laughs> holiday season with all the sales coming up. If it wasn't on sale, would you still buy that item? Because if not, you don't need it. You just want it. And then the second part of that challenge is that that money that you would spend on something that you don't need, donate it instead. Like, you don't need that item. You just want it because that's on sale. Right yes, there. girl math. We're bringing yes. in the girl math. Let's bring in the girl math. So you Every don't... dollar you save on Black <laughs> yes. Friday, donate to a rescue, preferably us. But perfect. Jean doesn't know what girl math is. Do you know what girl math is? No. So it's like when I buy a concert ticket in January for a show that's in November, technically I didn't buy that ticket because I forgot how much it was by the time I went to it. Who made that up? <laughs> Girls. Girls. Don't make any That sounds... No, you need to give a, a better example. Okay, so if I want to go to a concert and it's cheaper, the ticket in Europe, so say Taylor Swift. It's cheaper. Somebody had to bring up so, Taylor Swift. So this isn't an actual fact, but <laughs> say it's cheaper. Her ticket is to go see her in Europe mm-hmm. compared to buying it in LA. Okay. So then I could be like, well, it's going to save me money by going over there. And then I get a trip out of Europe for going over there to say the same price. So it's, here. it's flawed logic that yes. we are calling girl math. Yes. I feel like that's not very empowering, but ladies. Go on tonight and look up dog math because those videos are super funny. Okay, I will. I will do that. Yes. Um, oh, look up. We need. We haven't done dog math videos yet. I don't even know what that is. Oh, look up dog math videos. Okay, Miranda's on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, donate this holiday season instead of buying monetary things that you don't need just because they're on sale. Moral so of my story. The only thing that I'll, I'll add to that is 
honestly, if you know us, if you know what we do, if you've seen the stories of Hojo and, and the, the belief in miracles, your giving is an investment in saving lives. Not only saving animal lives, but changing human lives. I would not be here today without Always and Forever. I wouldn't. This has saved me in so many ways that I found life and joy again. And so I'm, I'm humbled and, and always, always grateful for the chaos and the poop and the urine and the nonstop ups and downs of um, just the journey and, and the people, the Mirandas and um, you guys that have been here from the beginning and from today because that's what we are we're, we're bonded by love and we are a family no matter what i love you too jen I know. it's hard to say it but i do so. <laughs> i'm gonna make you say it i love you too jen <laughs> miranda we finish every episode with our cover dog no pressure no pressure okay i would like uh, to get benny food. adopted can you get benny adopted he pees I, everywhere he was well one that's not Oh. Opening statement. He pees everywhere. He adopts he Benny. He pees everywhere. <laughs> Someone adopt Benny. I'm tired of cleaning his pee. Is it's he been with years. You guys yeah, he is. He's been with us oh, for. Oh, he graduated. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Step down. <laughs> so much urine. Stop. Jen. So much urine every morning. Has all he been day. Che- like health wise? Yeah, we are checking it. It's all behavioral. But okay. he, we just put Christmas trees up, and he peed on the Christmas tree. <laughs> Miranda, with Miranda our has the question was for Miranda. Miranda has. Miranda. Our dog, and it's one that we already mentioned in the this podcast i think this podcast should be dedicated to jeff because he is one of the best fosters that comes to every adoption event he loves all other dogs he loves all people he is the funniest little senior pity and i don't know why he hasn't been adopted so good pitch on jeff best miranda ears, best ears. they like better. flop over he's uh, but i will say he was so loud in the barn <laughs> so, oh, loud. Stop it. so loud so <laughs> loud Oh my God, they yell at me at 5 a.m. every day. So I come in there and everybody's yelling at me to feed me, feed me. I'm sorry, but all okay. these photos of Jeff, he Jeff is, is smiling adorable. so big. Yeah, he's going to be the adorable. best cover dog. He loves kids too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a oh. great dog. So, Okay, everyone Good on blood. Facebook, go look at Jeff right now. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff. Okay. I've, I can do Benny on there too if you want. Well, and just put some like a sprinkle of urine. Stop. <laughs> you got to be honest. I mean... He's a lot. He's so I transparency love is key. For but Jen. here's the thing, Always. though, with Benny. When Benny was at Little Gray Barn, yes, he peed a lot, but he's so loving. Yeah, he was. He one loves of my his. He loves his cuddles. Yes, and he's he's such a good dog. And he's would so you peed. like to adopt him? No, because oh, I'm taking oh, Tobin. Oh, see that? You nope. are taking yes, Tobin. I am taking Tobin. Tobin. Yes. I'm picking him tonight after I leave here. Yeah, that's awesome. Is that so yeah, I drop off one dog and I go pick up another. <laughs> <laughs> and so Tobin's been with us almost two years now too and so he is unfortunately hospice now um, he has degenerative spine and knees arthritis to where it's the point where you'd never know it he's such a stoic beautiful pity um, and he lives in pain so we're starting acupuncture we're starting these new shots that help with that so um, we're doing whatever homeopathic and alternative medicine we can do because we can't cure the problem but we're going to give him the best life possible and giving him a week in your home is just so beautiful and that these little things are everything to an animal so thank you for that 
Do you want to wrap us up? Miranda, Jen, you guys are huge with Always and Forever. I want to thank you guys for living in your purpose, living confidence and boldness. Thank you guys for all that you guys do and continue to do. And as always, it's never too late for a happily ever after. (laughs) We'll be right back.